0: Hello, animation fans, and welcome to another iAnimate podcast. I'm your host, Larry Vasquez, and you're listening to episode 97. In this episode, we have Valentin Amador joining us. Uh, Valentin has been at Walt Disney Animation Studios since Frozen and has worked on such titles as Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, and has been a supervising animator on Encanto. He's one of our new feature instructors, and it was just a really neat opportunity to talk with him pick his brain a little bit he's got a 2d background he's from uh spain he's worked in vfx and then now having worked at uh, walt disney animation studios at you know one of the highest levels uh it was just a like really an honor to talk with him pick his brain about animation and see what he's got to say so check it out all right so you ready to jump into it yep Let's go. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know, um, as I've mentioned this many, many times, you guys have schedules and lives and things like that. So it's always a neat honor to get you guys in on the podcast to take a little bit of, uh, of your time and to, to talk about animation. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having
0: me (laughs) awesome well i'm always curious on how people have kind of got into uh animation um i was looking at your bio and you you come from spain um how did you get into animation is is it something that you kind of always wanted to do or is it something that kind of got a curveball so to speak and uh caught your eye here you know so how did you get into animation
1: um i think that animation got into me okay (laughs) (laughs) um my parents always tell a story about taking me to the movies for the first time when I was three years old to watch Fantasia. Oh, okay. Which arguably, I don't think it's a children's movie. <laughs> uh, and they always joke that I was the only kid that wasn't asleep in the theater. <laughs> I don't remember any of these, but um, I remember drawing since I have memories and wanted to be an animator gotcha um wanted to be a disney animator um because there was something about the style of animation the illusion of life if you want Mm -hmm. uh that i found very aligned with my sensibilities in a sense is like i i love all kinds of animation but that Type of animation, which nowadays it's not necessarily Disney, but that kind of performance animation. These these putting the connection with the audience, the empathize, the empathizing, the 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 showing the thought process of a drawing. I found it like so mysterious. Um, and then growing up, that kind of didn't fade away, but this was like, probably when I was a kid, it was like during the 80s. animation wasn't as prevalent in my life. And also growing up in Barcelona, it's not like now when you have like online schools and all that, it's not something that it's easy. And I remember um, watching The Little Mermaid No, it was first Roger Rabbit and then The Little Mermaid that heralded this renaissance of animation that made it like something that I wanted to do. But then there were no available schools or anything. So I started, I went to, I had to choose something to do in university and I love science. So I started studying physics.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Which animation definitely has that in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, but also it's like the, you're okay with the three laws of Newton, which is the first thing that you see on the first day of the first course. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was just, I don't know, my love of it. But after my first year in school, I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be my life. I don't want this to be my <laughs> life. I want to be an animator. But also, again, back in those days, even though there was a Disney renaissance, it was Disney, you know, we were in Spain. It wasn't that easy you know and i was like i don't know 17 18 years old um so i was like okay i'll go to some animation school in barcelona and in the meantime i'll keep studying because my parents wanted me to get a degree because it's like animation well sure but first you finish just Uh you know and um and yeah i finished but I already was working animation in some studio in Barcelona while I was finishing my my
0: degree. So your degree um, is in physics. Yeah, gotcha. Physics. Okay.
1: <laughs> Which oh, I still man. love. I still like keep track of everything that's going on. That's I amazing. Books. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, that's fit- that's fantastic. That's really really cool.
1: <laughs> well,
0: it's kind of I, it's. You know, it's like the old, rena- old Renaissance-type deals where there were, you know, men oh, yeah, that were artists exactly. and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, builders and tinkers. And so it was just this whole aspect yeah. of it. So, no, that's yeah. very, very cool.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, I think I'm in this in-between generation between the old-time, the old-type animators and the new ones, which are more, much more professionals, just in sort of schools. But back in the day when I was starting, nobody around me had studied animation. Okay. You know, we I I met like architects, uh, I don't know, electricians, what you name it, Uh you know? Um, because animation was a passion that you learn like in kind of almost like a craft that you learn in like in like as an apprentice in like animation studios and things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, Um I remember thinking about going to Kalar or something like that, but it was so expensive and my parents were like well if I spend that much money in your education we have to spend the same amount of money on your brother and your sister <laughs> and we don't have that amount of money
0: yeah. uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh you're destroying my future big like <laughs> <and all that. laughs>
0: so now did you start you said after you had graduated you were already kind of working in some of the animation there was that yeah I
1: was working in Barcelona in, in whatever work was available which is something that at the time, it made me miserable because I was like, you know, when you're a teenager and it's like, I want to be at Disney. I don't want to be in some other studio. But I think that over um, the years I've realized that every single part of my journey has made me the artist that yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, things that I learned back then back then are so useful now because you never know when you're going to need some resource that you've learned, you know, from somewhere. And most importantly of all, it has allowed me to meet so many different kind of people, Mm. you know, because Disney is amazing in many ways, but it also can be isolated because you're in a bubble. Yeah, you always working in the same place. It's not that you have to hustle to get another job in another studio and then you meet a completely new kind of people. You know, and that now I appreciate it so much, you know, that it wasn't like going from like animation school to just one studio and stay there, you know, I've traveled the world. Yeah. Uh, But back then it was like, yeah, like working somewhere. I worked for a while, for a few years in this small studio in Barcelona. And when you know nothing, everything is a lesson, you know, and I work in some things that were not as challenging, but it gave me like knowledge of meeting deadlines and getting along right. with the team. Uh, and then there were some things that were like, be more challenging and I can see myself growing. I would, I don't know, I would go to life drawing lessons. I would go to the zoo. I would watch every Disney special on TV and then I would record my VHS and I would frame through it, you know? Uh, <laughs> guerrilla style animation school
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then eventually you move to other jobs and you keep like looking for something like okay this job might be what you want but it might allow you to get another job that might be closer to that you know yeah yeah
0: yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah. i'm I'm actually working on a really fun project right now um but the the quote is about 20 seconds a week and yeah. i'm like uh which is pretty quick um but it's one of those things i'm going it's making me faster it's making me have to mm. to to plan out earlier and be more decisive and things like that so it kind of goes back to what you were saying here you learn certain things depending on what the the circumstances are at that studio or whatever so yeah it's it's always a great lesson
1: mm-hmm. yeah you always at least when you're young you like many things in life you realize that afterwards you know yeah. the moment <laughs> i was like all oh, frustration it's like ah want to be a Disney? what am i doing
0: here <laughs> <laughs> now um correct me if i'm wrong too i forget uh it might have been conan Lowe who i uh did a podcast with he was at dreamworks um in their uh layout department but he had worked with um the company that did area 51 um
1: oh uh Ilion?
0: yeah they there yeah. in spain yeah. Um, and he just he really really loved working in Spain and just the culture there and and just talking about such a history in regards to art and stuff. Mm. Was that something that you obviously mm. growing up there uh, took as well? Just that history of yeah, art?
1: definitely yeah. That was something that again I appreciated afterwards. Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> mostly the the. The lifestyle, the work-life balance in Spain is mm. so good. Yeah. And then Spain is one of the countries in Europe that has the longest history in animation and really good reputation of artists. Um, and then I, what I appreciated is that there was like... when So when I moved from Bar- Barcelona, he, Barcelona's history of animation had been mostly with TV shows. Mm. And then at some point I felt that I had hit a ceiling and I moved to Madrid because in there they had there were some studios that had back in the days worked with Disney. um, And there were studios that were doing European animated movies, which is what I wanted to do. And then I moved to Madrid and I became in contact with people that had either worked not necessarily at Disney, but maybe with Tom Bluth or some kind of, Rich Williams, mm-hmm. um like luminaries of, of uh like this type of animation that isn't right. necessarily done just by Disney now, but had been done in Europe. And um that's when I think I began to learn for real, like people that had come back from working with Blue in Ireland or uh, back in the States when he went to I think it was Arizona where he set up the studio. Um some people were coming back from Disney. This was like late 90s when the Renaissance period had passed. And then maybe working there wasn't also fulfilling for them or they miss their home country. Gotcha. Um, and they started coming back. And then apart from the books that I had read, um, then working with them was like the biggest, like it was my biggest leap in terms of craft and knowledge. And all that. But yeah, Spain is an amazing place for that. And still now it's 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 kind of it the thing is that I left Spain because it was late to transition into computer animation mm. and I needed by by the time I was I was good enough to go work in a major studio, the the industry had changed.
0: Because you were like, doing I, 2D at that time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was just doing two D and it was hard to to um, find animation studios that would hire me because also back back in those days there was a sense of like disconnect in the culture of cg and 2d it felt like cg was the new thing and 2d was kind of 2d people were kind of old-fashioned and there were you know, it was hard to be hired even though it would make the case animation is animation but right. also i can understand why animation is animation but also you need to be productive so you need to worth the software. It's not just, oh, I know the principles, but it's going to take me three times the the time that it takes somebody that knows computer animation to animate these, you know? So it was hard. And then I moved to London, which is another country that has a long tradition in animation. Um, But uh, now in Spain, this, like, again, like one of the best animation cultures in the world there plus That's, the life which is amazing yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the, i know you know right now you're a supervising animator at walt disney animation studios right
1: yeah well
0: yeah.
1: i'm the supervising animator role is something that is per movie i just finished right. supervising but now we just finished a movie where i was an animator okay um, i might supervise again it's a per project right movie, but yeah i've i've, I've
0: been, you've been in that role and think yeah in yeah. that role yeah 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 I just was curious. I'm going to. Would you ever uh, do you have any desires to move back to Spain or is it, hey, look, I, this is my talent and I enjoy this place and this is the place I can do this at?
1: Uh, this is a place. I yeah. mean, still, I'm excited about working at Disney. I'm kind of, it pays off to stay at a place where you can establish like personal relations to the people that you're working with where you feel safe to try new things and grow as an artist because the projects are always challenging. Yeah. Um, And when you kind of, you've proved, you've proven yourself enough to be a supervising animator, that is a good place to try things Of maybe, you know, like to kind of combine your own personal interests as an artist with the demands of production. It's like I want to explore these type of shows, and they would, trust you with them because you've been there for a while and they know that you're good and and, and you've been a supervisor. Um, So in that sense, it's good. I love, I love my people at Disney their friends their family. We've been through so much together. (laughs) There's been moments in my life that I've seen them more than my family. Gotcha. Uh, But at the same time, there's always, there's always that homesickness, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hard to be away from your loved ones, your family. You know, your parents grow older and it's like oh and um you yeah, know it's expensive to be there we don't get that many vacations in in, in the us so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
0: kind of going back to that uh work-life balance you're talking about that's really neat totally over there in spain huh yeah yeah
1: yeah i keep saying when i retire i'm gonna retire there. And for now it's that's that's for sure maybe sooner i don't know i don't know also the industry is changing so much maybe in a few years you can work from anywhere
0: Gotcha. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We'll come back to your time at Disney. I'm just kind of curious though too, because you mentioned a lot of the 2D stuff and I noticed on your uh, bio here that you worked on The Illusionist. Yes. Yeah, you know. that was a, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I just remember uh, how kind of endearing it was. It was a really fun show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And It was kind of funny because I had a podcast with uh, Pierre Perfeuille. Um, yeah, a couple back yeah. and I noticed he worked on that one too. So yeah,
1: yeah, 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 were you
0: guys at the same time?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Cause that was a long production.
0: Okay. Was it? Um,
1: yeah. And, um, I was at the beginning, but then I left like six months after that for the reasons that I was telling you, because I got offered a job in computer animation, my first job in computer animation. And, um, Man, that was a tough time because I love that project and I love the people <laughs> working there. pulled that on the animation director. That guy's a hero. I love him so much. Um, that was a tough movie to make. Gotcha. And Sylvain Choumet is... <sighs> he's such a bigger-than-life character. Okay. You know? I remember... Um, I remember uh, telling him that I needed to leave the project not because i didn't want to work on it but because i had this opportunity that i didn't know if it was going to present itself again right you know it was so hard to get hired in an animation studio and framestore was preparing a feature film called the tale of despero and the animation director
0: yeah another one i like a lot
1: Yeah. yeah 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 that was a cool project I suffer a lot through that one. I can tell you about that later. Okay, yeah, we'll but get my back first, on that one. My first like, like trial by fire. Okay, my first, my first um, CG project. But um, the animation director had he he came from 2D two, and we both worked at an and 2D animation studio in London that used to work for DreamWorks. Okay, uh, he worked on Spirit. I worked on Simba. Okay, um, and because of that, and because he liked my reel, and he was Open-minded enough, having come from from 2D and then made the transition into CG, to bet on somebody like me. Uh, so those circumstances were very specific, and um, I I love working at the Illusionist. It was such a special project. Um. It was almost like at the time, like a swan song for 2D animation.
0: Okay, very cool.
1: Because everything around us, the world was changing. Everything was going CG. And this was Sylvain Choumet. It was a style that was so unique. Uh-huh. There was so much love put into that movie. And it also was a movie about an illusionist. Like an old vaudeville act. Yeah. That was being displaced by, you know, pop music and, and uh, like cinema. So it was like... A uh, 2D movie about a dying art. There was all this sense of melancholy in it. I love that project.
0: Very cool. I'll have to watch and, that one again. It's been a long time, like I said, but I just I remember yeah. when I watched it. It was just like that was
1: cool. Yeah. So one took me to a pub and told me his vision for the movie. And oh well, man, we got drunk <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we cried. It was like. Listen, I, I hear all that you're saying, but I feel that this project is going to end. You're not a factory. You're an artist. You're going to end this movie, and then we're all going to be fired, as, it, as it's as it been happening since forever in Europe. This is one of the good things about Disney, you know, um, that you stay and you're able to grow, but in that case, it's like, man, I'm going to finish this, and it's going to be the best experience of my life. And... and but then I'm going to be unemployed and who knows if How I'm quickly. going to be able yeah, to get yeah. another CT job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he understood, but then I remember he said, he said to Paul that on the, so Sylvain was the animation director. Paul Datton was the, um, sorry, Sylvain was the anim- director of the movie. Paul Datton was the animation director. And, <laughs> and Paul told me later, he's like, yeah, after you went for lunch with Sylvain, um, He came like working with Spanish animators is so hard. They're so emotional. (laughs)
0: Which is true, but also even more emotional than me. (laughs) Few times. That's funny. That's great, man. (laughs) So okay, so then that's the project you went from to the Tale of Despero. Yeah. Okay, so how much CG did you know before going into that one?
1: I know. I knew a little.
0: Um, Were you just training on your own or, or how did that you know, come about?
1: I, I, after working on Simba in London, in this studio that I told you about, that used to do like a bit of sequences for DreamWorks. DreamWorks, yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm set. I got my foot on the door. I'm going to work in a big American studio. And then Simba was the last studio film that DreamWorks did. The whole industry was going CG. <laughs> so I came back. I came back to Spain, to Madrid. And I there was this animation school that was like in Madrid and uh, they contacted me to teach. And I was like, let's do this. I teach animation to your students and you teach me computer animation. Yeah.
0: Well, that's awesome. In, in
1: some sort of payment, you know,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, which is great. It's like one of those things that like Spain is an amazing place, but for like human interaction and like, a humanist place so it's like i don't know if that would work somewhere else but it was like yeah sure let's do it you know <laughs> we share knowledge we help each other grow um and after that i was um animation director on this movie called nocturna it's a 2d movie
0: okay which one was that one nocturna okay oh uh, and as a little OCD. blue character
1: uh, maybe.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't palette, remember. The
1: palette is kind of gray-blue. It happens at night. There's this huge blue guy and this kid. Um, amazing movie. One of the best movies that I've worked in. 2D. It was produced by Filmax, a uh, uh, company set in Barcelona. And at the same time, they were making a CG movie. Uh, so when, when we finished work on that one, on Nocturna, which was 2D, I asked if I could work in the CG one. So I could apply what I was learning and all that. And um, I did some shots. Like, it wasn't I wasn't long, long before they wrapped up production on that one either. Um, so, but I had a few shots in my in my curriculum. Um, so I knew, I mean, of computer animation, but I, I didn't know that much. You,
0: you know? weren't as proficient, but you could at least say, hey, look, I've done this. And Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not okay. like... It's not like hire me as an act of charity, but it was a bet, definitely. And gotcha. I was forever grateful to Gabriella for hiring me on that project. <laughs> and then I knew it was all me. So the, there was a lot of late nights, you know, to even do the most simple things. Gotcha. Like I would get like gimbal look and I would be like, what? <laughs> you know, was like, what? <laughs> and How can then, I fix this? Yeah. Yeah, there was some, some, friends there that would like teach me a little bit and also it's said just by having a fire under you like you have to finish and you have to be on the time so that also is a is a very good teacher <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of going back to what you said those lessons that you learn, you know in each each yeah. studio and position yeah. yeah um yeah i really i just it kind of brings me back that that adage uh don't despise small beginnings, you know?
1: No, no, absolutely. No, and also you you can learn something from everybody, mm. you know, and you don't know from who or what is it going to be. So you right. need to stay open. You need to stay ambitious. You need to know if this is what you want or when you've hit a ceiling, but you need to be gracious about leaving. You need to be mindful of your compromises to the company that is paying you What I'm saying is that don't leave like halfway through a shot, you know? But also if you need to move on, like I did with the illusionists, it's like, don't burn your bridges, be gracious to everybody. But it's a balance. You need to stay open to whatever you're going to learn. If you have to work on something, you might as well make the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also be ambitious and keep getting jobs. When I finished Despero, I stayed in London and I had to hustle to build a network, you know, as I go, show my demo reel to the studio, to this other studio and, and I started getting another kind of jobs and I was like learning computer animation, you know? And the cool thing is that the more I learned the computers, the more I could see me going back to my 2D self, you know, at the beginning it felt very disconnected. It's like, Uh how do I apply all these things that I've learned through all these years Through this new tool. And then the more you learn the tool, the more you begin to kind of
0: feel comfortable enough to
1: exactly bring those two worlds together. So I always say that it's a bit misleading when people say animation is animation. You know, it's true, but also the medium shapes so much of what you can do that you need to master the medium before you can say animation is animation. Just think about animation. Gotcha. You know? It yeah, takes yeah, yeah. praxis and years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know, it was Jason Ryan who said something like uh, animating with boxing gloves on, you know, when you're kind of first jumping into something like that, you <laughs> feel like I can't quite, you know. But well, I can see where now the time goes on. You're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling more at home now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: the good thing is that I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to see on the screen. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's what you know with like practicing animation and having like had a career behind you. But I knew that but i didn't know how to get there yeah. <laughs> or at least how to get there in like a reasonable amount of time so i could go to bed before 2 a.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i am here i hear you man that's a, I'm, like i said on this project i'm on right now there's been some many many late nights that are on me because i'm i'm trying to keep up with that you know yeah. um, but it's worth it because like i said you know or you've mentioned here that growth that you get during that so
1: yeah it's, yeah. it's worth
0: it yeah. Now, do you approach CG in the same way that you did with your 2D? Or has that evolved and modified throughout the years?
1: It has evolved, definitely.
0: Okay. Um, um
1: It depends a bit on the project shot. Um, I made the mistake of... Not the mistake, because I still do it, but... Um, Doing a 2D pass before I start animating a shot, okay, it's good in some things, but I would find myself in a world of pain when Why is polishing. That? For instance, like because because I was like in computer animation, like going from one pose to another is as important as the pose. You need to have your brain needs to work in a kind of different way because otherwise you find like gimbal dogs or. Like the sense of spacing is completely different because most of you do the animation, you do it on twos. Computer animation is done on ones. And that's a massive thing. You almost need to re
0: yourself, your,
1: your sense of timing. Right. You know, it's almost yeah. a second nature to you after a while to the animation, but you need to rediscover that. Um, the spacing is different. Like you keep a perfect track of like a, a, a volume in space in computer drawing is a bit more graphic so i would like almost animate a shot in 2d and sure i would get some insight into like my key posts and timing but then i would run into a lot of like i don't know i would move one control to get to one pose and i would move another one to
0: gotcha to,
1: you know yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you need to learn how to you, you know drawing you're almost like moving it's like almost like a hybrid in between 2d and stop motion yeah computer animation so uh those things that were like huge gaps in like in the spacing that were working 2D because it's not as consistent in terms of like the volumes and all that. So I I, I still thumbnail if it's like a it's like a shot that it needs to be broad. I would I would um do a 2D pass maybe um, if I'm using video reference and I don't like it, I'm not like the way it's coming up because it's too video Mm reference-y. I would put my 2D hat on and I would like maybe push the spacing or like speed up the timing. Um, So I think I use drawing all the time. Um, I use the principles of drawing all the time. Gotcha. Like a hundred percent of the time because a lot of the principles apply like line of action, silhouette, like, uh, trying to get, like, curves against straight lines, the principles of appeal. Nice. Um, distortions, like, like working to the camera, all those things, I use them 100% on every single shot. More specific tools, it depends on the shot. Um, do, you, on the
0: do you approach your shots like you do a drawing? Or do you work a layer approach? Or do, has that changed? Or that's, does it depend upon the shot too? The, if yeah. it's more actiony, or if it's more subtle?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely evolved. Gotcha. I'm, the last few years, I've been working more and more in spline from the beginning. Okay. Um, and I find it fascinating because your timing changes. Um, your timing is a bit more inventive i think okay because you you're almost talking you there's this dialogue between the shot and you when you're working in spine you're seeing almost in real time you're almost sculpting in time mm. when you work in pose to pose instead you sculpt the pose and you begin with the timing but i noticed that my options are always a bit more conservative when i'm timing because like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna give like four frames to this little mini like taking here but then, if I'm working on spline for the beginning, even though it's very rough, and I know there's a lot of things to polish, I, I, I right away, I, because I'm working in the kind of the timing like on ones from the beginning,
0: uh-huh.
1: I can get away with it in two on twos, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so I give two t- two frames to that thing, and then I don't know. There's something that I find interesting um,
0: about working in spline.
1: Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. with a very a very post to pose approach in the sense of like. Pose is king. You are pushing the pose. I feel that. I feel that for like the kind of animation that I work in, um, a pure layer approach gives way to weaker posing in terms of storytelling and appeal. Okay. Which is something for a more realistic animation for visual effects. It's actually better because you want your creature to work in a real world. So you don't want it to be like as like, pose to pose oriented, right? Right. But for the kind of animation that I do, um, still pose to pose. Like, so I work a lot on the poses, but maybe I would, I would hit spline from the beginning, and then start like you know polishing and making it like
0: shaping it that way.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah there's really something to a stepped approach. Um, but I, I took a workshop with uh, Tall Schwartzman. And one, I think it was he that kind of mentioned it, it the stepped kind of cheats your eye, you know, mm-hmm. and so it can kind of deceive you a little bit too, which is why once you kind of start hitting spline sometimes, you can look a little uh-huh. that mushy and like, okay, yeah. how do I get back to this and stuff like that? Yeah. So yeah, there's always pros and cons to every workflow, but that's, I think that's one of the benefits of working in spline. You can mm-hmm. kind of start tidy, tight, uh, tightening up your timing, yeah. already seeing it a little bit in that. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. 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 and
1: it's a there's a sense of um confidence in the fact that you're seeing the, the problems from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in in psychologically you invest so much in, in your supposed <laughs> yeah.
0: thing uh-huh. and then
1: you hit spline and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> nothing <laughs> is working, back but- you know, you, you think that you've arrived when you uh-huh. finish your blocking, and then it's like almost going back. Just taking beginning. steps back. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then <laughs> when you, when you know from the beginning all those things, it's almost as if you're like, yeah. To me, it in my mind is a lot like sculpting in time. It's like everything is kind of amorphous at the beginning uh-huh. being there, but then you begin to do things, and then you try new things because you know how you're doing in terms of time. Like in the schedule it's like okay this is kind of working already and i have four more days i can try and it's like try new ways of blinking for instance you know because it's like you it's it's almost as, as if you're getting results in real time yeah yeah yeah. you know gotcha when you when you're posing you trend even if you don't want to you trend to go a bit the conventional things okay, I did this posing here Now I'm going to do this blink and I'm going to close the eyes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're you are splining and then it's like, oh, wait, what happens? I can remove this key. It's still working and it gives this kind of weird sense of something about it that feels new, no, like a blink, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so you feel like with that, you, you get less, uh, for lack of a better term, cliche-y or... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah, a little I'm not bit more. i that
1: what you get in post-to-post is always cliche right right but um this is the way my brain works i don't know if every person is different but um but um yeah it's it's it allows for me to kind of step up my comfort zone maybe because i'm coming from 2d or maybe because i've been working in c C, uh, in cg for so long with like post-to-post that I'm out of my comfort zone and then suddenly a little crutches that I trend to use even yeah, if I'm yeah, not yeah. aware are not available, you know?
0: So you have to be willing to explore a yeah, little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome. at the same time,
1: it feels like a complex shot that I have like a week to do and I'm like, man, if I start splining before I ha- I get to something that I can show, it's going to be day four.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And then please don't Destroyed with notes because otherwise <laughs> we're going to be late. So then maybe I know I can show something post-to-post in two days, then I would go to post-to-post. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, That's what I was going to ask you too, because I've noticed as well it's easier to show something in Stepped because it's not so messy yet, you know, you yeah. can kind of keep it. And so it makes it a little easier to show for a director. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, one of the things I've been trying to do a little bit too is kind of animating in Spline but then hitting it instead and I can see, okay, is it working here? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then kind of go back to spline a little bit. And uh, is that something you've found as well?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because sometimes I would just go to the poses and be on a spline from the beginning, but I would just show the poses of my first loop to directors. Or sometimes I would like, if the shot is going well, just render it on twos, and then a lot of the mistakes are still there not mistakes but you haven't had time to polish everything right but you can show something pretty comprehensive already on twos yeah, which is always if right now is my favorite option okay because i I feel that i like, i don't I don't like sh- showing something that is just very like just a few posters uh-huh because if I hadn't if I hadn't put enough information in there to show my idea, maybe they're going to make me change it because I haven't had the time to
0: communicate yet everything
1: convincing enough that this is going to work. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. So my first look is always the moment when I'm doing what I want. And then we're going to, it's going to go through a process that I love and hate at eat parts, which is like people telling you what to do, you know? It's "It's my idea. Why are you taking it?
0: (laughs) That's been the one balance I've been trying to get to where it's that, you know, again, that adage show and show often, but yet going, okay, but is it, is there enough there that I feel like it's worth showing, you know, that I've communicated Uh enough here. Yeah. 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 So. (laughs) No,
1: it's definitely something. Um, I mean, when I supervise, I'm super aware of that.
0: Okay.
1: And I welcome pushback. If the pushback is showing me that you thought about what you've done and nice. you put it in for a reason, it's like, okay, let's talk about it. If I, maybe it's because I'm Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> like, but I love passionate people. And I it shows when you put passion in your work. Okay. And if you are showing me your very best, how are you not going to get mad? Okay.
0: You know? Uh-huh.
1: you know, you have to be professional. You have to be respectful. But also, you should fight for what you believe in. You know? Also, read the room. You know? <laughs> Some directors welcome that. Some, don't be stupid. You know? Uh, but if if... As
0: a supervisor, I <laughs>
1: encourage that. You know, it's like okay, okay. I don't want to, you know, it's like I don't want to get too micromanaging when I give notes because I appreciate this it. is such an extremely vulnerable moment. You're showing something, and if you if you really are doing your best, at least you're gonna get sad about it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not. I, it's, you shouldn't be cavalier about. Given oh, those yeah, somebody, yeah. You know, that yeah. it's like, it's something is like, I don't know, mechanics, it's not working. You want to make a contribution. And also you have an advantage, which is that you have fresh eyes. You come with fresh eyes. You can always get too involved. So that's why I say I hate a love that process can like equal parts.
0: Yeah, 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 because it's
1: my baby and you're like killing it. <laughs> like you have to kill your babies. But also I've been so invested in my shot. I've been living with these four seconds for a week. And, and somebody's looking at, at it um, with fresh eyes. So mm. there's an advantage in that that you've lost, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For like, sure.
1: Something that I do, like, like, a bit a bit like a side of is like every morning when I'm working on a shot that it's advanced enough, I, before I leave, I do like a render, like a play box. Uh-huh, uh-huh. First thing I do in the morning, I look at it. Gotcha. This is the only time that I had, like, uh, I don't know, eight, 12, three hours in between, uh-huh. you know, when I left and when I come back in the morning. Uh-huh. And it's the fresher I can look at it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But then it goes away the rest of the day. The third time that you see the play blast, you, know, you go work at nine and nine, 10, you've already lost that,
0: you yeah. know? <laughs> so <laughs> it, it,
1: you're showing it to people and it's, 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 it's good. It's made me way better than I thought I, I could be. Gotcha. But, it, but it's painful also.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So how did you get from Europe, Barcelona, over to Disney? Uh,
1: so I, um, I applied to Disney in, um, so it was, basically i got there through an interview but it was my third interview i had been turned down twice before okay um first time was like uh beginning of the 90s uh, i applied to disney in florida because i met disney was promoting a movie don't know which one and they sent like some animators to tour like cities and the show came to Barcelona, and I approached the Disney animator that was there, and he was like, "He, he saw my work. I was working in Barcelona in that studio." And he's like, "Yeah, your work is cool. Like, send me a demo. I can, I can, can show it." I went to, I went to visit him in Florida. I was working at the studio back at the time. Disney had a studio in Florida. Yeah. Um. And then they told me, "We love your work, but you're not experienced enough to get a visa. Uh, and you're experienced enough to not be a trainee." but you're not experienced enough to be hired as a, as a full-time worker on a visa. Gotcha. Uh, we recommend you to apply to Disney in Paris. So I applied to Disney in Paris, and they said, we love your work, um, but we just hire a lot of people. You would be open to enter as, a, as an in-betweener. And then I thought about that, and I talked to some Disney people that had come back to Spain, and they told me, don't go in as an in-betweener, because you're gonna be an in-betweener. Disney's hiring animators to animate, they're hiring in-betweeners to in-between. Sure, you can climb the ladder, but it's gonna be harder for you because they have a constant supply of animators applying. Why would they promote somebody that is good at being an in-betweener? And have
0: to now you know? find an in-betweener now too. And
1: exactly. So uh, it's like we recommend you you apply as an animator. You know, you wanna be a Disney animator, you apply as an animator. Interesting. And that was one of the best pieces of advice that I've got. Gotcha. maybe my eager self would have gone as an in-betweener. I would have burned out even before I be an animator. Um and um so I I worked on um like studios in Madrid and then I worked I worked in London all the time getting trying to get better projects, um um, I was, uh, a very important moment in my career was when this guy called Manolo Galliana, all time Spanish Disney animator, had been working with Don Blues for a long time. He came back to Madrid. This was 2001. And I was working in this small studio and he came to work in this, they opened this big animation studio in Madrid, big money behind it. Uh but they contact another animation studios around Madrid and I was working there and um, they offered me to be a supervising animator in this movie. And one of the good things about working in small studios is that you have access, there's less competition for big roles, but you can grow as an artist. Gotcha. And um and then I was a supervising animator on this movie that Manolo Galli and I was working on as animation director, and I learned so much from him. Uh, not just the craft, but also as a professional, as a human being. He's somebody that even now, well, now he's maybe too old for that. But not that long ago, he moved somewhere to work. He worked at the oh, Okay. Okay. He, he came when I had been there for a few months and he was probably by then but then back then he must have been in his mid 50s he was the youngest guy in the crew yeah <laughs> he was as passionate as animation as his first day yeah awesome. i don't know if you remember the movie at the beginning when he's working in this theater in london and then this pop band what well, will be a pop band back then, in the, I think he said in the 60s, these guys all dressed in white suits like the Beatles with all these fans. Uh-huh. They come to town. He gets booked out of the theater because this act is way more popular. If you watch the movie again, he animated okay. He did all these crazy moves of these guys like, like crawling on the ground, like with the performing. Billion That's of awesome. Music, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> amazing animator, amazing human being. And um, he would go to the pub with all of us and he would be surrounded by all with the younger people telling stories about animation. <laughs> I love him, <laughs> I love him so much.
0: You know, one of the things um, I love about this is that I've talked to people like, hey, what was your favorite production? What and oftentimes, you know, the movies are what they are and people love those. But I, a lot of the times it just goes back to who you worked with and, and that kind of stuff. So it's just yeah, neat for me when you're yeah. talking about that kind of stuff, you're looking back and you're like, man, that was just great. You know, those are yeah, those are the memories, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, that's what you that's what you take with you at the end of at the end of your career.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um. So working with him was amazing. Then Sergio Pablos came back from from Disney having finished Treasure Planet. And Sergio Pablos is one of the best animators in the mm, world, period. Yeah. And um and then I supervised on another project with him and I learned so much from him. And then I was animation director on Cherna, and his studio did like 60% of the animation on that movie. So I was at his studio uh for a long time working on that project. Uh and then as I told you, like I saw like I work on Simba and um in London. Um everything was changing. Uh went to work in London, working there for five years, working on some things would be be more like performance animation, some things that would be more like VFX animation. got to work in some cool projects, um, met amazing people. Again, I love London. Um, it's also such a community because you might not work in the same studio for more than four months, but all the studios are in Soho. And then you go from one studio to another and then you meet <laughs> new people, but also you meet all people that you've worked with in another program somewhere else, gotcha. you know, it's like it takes some effort and it's scary at the beginning because the longest contract you might have is going to be four
0: months. Okay,
1: you know, but once you work everywhere and you you work your ass off to be a good professional, you uh-huh. get hired again. So you like you're finishing one studio, then you go to another, you know, and um and it's always like the same area, so you, your commute doesn't change too much. Uh huh. Um.
0: Mini reunions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, people go to the pub after that. So it's like maybe you go to this pub because you're going to meet the people from Framestore or you're yeah. going to meet the people <laughs> from DNEG on that one because it's close to there, but it's uh, all cool. like, like 10 minutes. What Uh this,
0: uh-huh. you know, it's
1: like it's it's great. Um, and then one day, oh, wait. So I got hired to be supervising animator on a movie being made in Spain, southern Spain, in Granada, amazing city. And it was the first time that I had offered a job as a supervising animator on a on a movie that was like more like performance animation, the kind of style of Disney animation in computer animation. Oh, okay. So I thought that was that was a great opportunity. Um, so I went there for a year, and um, as it happens in Europe, projects it's very hard for the studios to keep the people because the financing doesn't allow to over the gaps in between movies so people are let go yeah yeah. Um, so i was my plan was gonna be go back to london so i was in london visiting some friends um this was uh, november 2012 and disney came to town and i had met these other amazing ex-disney animator uh in granada had left disney uh moved back to spain we met in London, then he came to work also in Granada with me. Um, he was supervising animator on Ben, the robot in Treasure Planet. Okay. And he also animated the Hydra in Hercules, like the first major computer animation uh, character in a Disney movie. He was, he was truly a pioneer of like how to bring the Disney style to computer animation. Learn a ton from him. Great friend of mine. Um, and he told me, hey, Disney's hiring in London. And I was supposed to, it was like, I don't know, interviews are like Wednesday and Friday. Oh, sorry, Wednesday and Thursday or something. I was supposed to leave the, the Sunday before.
0: Uh huh.
1: I was like, ah, oh, no, never mind. I've applied twice. It's not going to happen. Um, but then my friends were like, well, we're going to go to a Mary Lee Manson concert on Wednesday. Why don't you stay? Go to the concert with us. We have a spare ticket. Um, and then you can go to these, these It's Like, okay, I'll go see Marilyn Manson. And, uh, <laughs> and um, went to the concert. And then I went to the to the interview. I'm saying I'm going to go see Marilyn Manson because I told myself to myself that I, I wasn't going to be hired, you know? So I didn't want to get too excited about it. Uh-huh. But at the same time, now I look at it and it's like, man, you knew you were gonna do the interview. Who were you for? You, you knew you were gonna stay. You, you know, so it's like I, I, um, I talked to my roommate at the time. It's like, listen, this is the password to my computer. You need to send me. You can need to put my demo reel on my Google Drive so I can access from a friend of mine. And here's his computer. I, I didn't. Have you didn't have it with you. No, I was on vacation in London. I was like, uh, I'm going to move here in a few months. I'm finishing the movie back in Spain. I'm visiting friends. You know, I had been living in London for five years. I missed it. I was going to go back. And then these happened and went to the interview. I got hired.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. And that was uh, that for I, Disney there in London?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They are traveling. Renato, well, who... Um, it's funny how things... Like, you never know when somebody that's going to be important in your life happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. Went to this interview uh, at this hotel and um, they booked a suit in there. And there was Renato um, uh, who saw my demo reel, loved it, gave me a couple of notes. I come back later in the afternoon with this tainted and We're going to send your demo reel to Disney to be reviewed by other people. It's not just me, but I'm going to put a good word for you. Um, And he basically got me into Disney.
0: Man, that's great. And
1: he got me into Disney on the strength of my, because my, my CG animation had gotten better, but there was a bit of a mix of performance animation, character animation, and VFX.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was like,
1: take out all your... VFX because this is not what we do at Disney but I was like but then there's going to be a lot of 2D and it's like that's fine you know so it was great in a way that all my 2D work was a substantial part of my of the demo reel that introduced right. me into Disney yeah. to work on computers that's amazing and um, and that's how I got there and he so was then- my animation director when I was supervising on Encanto he was the animation director so
0: <laughs> that's awesome yeah you know, so now that was hired in London. Was it for work in London or did they... No, the, it was to LA. So that's where yeah. you're able to get the passport and come out yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. So All
1: what right. was but your I first mean,
0: project back. then at Disney? What, what was your first project there at Disney? Frozen. Frozen. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. There
1: were. They had begun. So yeah, our cycles usually, we always release movies on Thanksgiving. We saw animation from around November, October of the previous year until... August of that year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there were starting animation on Frozen when I got hired. Okay. But because of the visas and everything, had to wait three months. So it started in February 2013 on Frozen, on Frozen One.
0: Okay. So now obviously you've, you, you know, you, you can animate, you've got some great skills. As you mentioned, you had, uh, some of your demo reel on the CG wasn't quite, you know, where, uh, where you want it to be, where was some of, what was the, some of the biggest hurdles coming into such an established studio like Disney in regards to not only animation, but CG animation out this time, what were some of the biggest, you know, whole new world opening up for you there that you yeah. had to adjust?
1: Um, you, you're, you working in a studio that's been established for a long time. Mm-hmm. Some people have been working there for a long time. It was a period of expansion. Tangle had done very well. so They were hiring a lot of people. So I had a lot of new people around me. Okay. But you were stepping into some big shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Not just, I mean, let me tell you, the biggest hurdle was inside of, my, of me, in my okay. head. It was like, this is your dream job. You got the email saying that you're hired, and this is the email that you've been waiting for all your life. Then the, the biggest hurdle was psychological. Was gotcha. like, am I, am I good enough? You know, um, is this going to be like, am I going to keep crashing down? After, like, am I going to be at Disney for six months? Right. And that's it? Yeah. You yeah. Know? That was the biggest hurdle. Then you want to learn the tools. You want to learn the style. Also, um, I was, as I told you, the people have been working on the movie, the movies, the crew gets like ramped up into the movie progressively. Mm-hmm. Uh, some small sections start working maybe in November, October. And then by by February, March, everybody's working on the movie. So I joined the movie at the time when it was like full steam ahead. I think we started doing overtime like a month after I started, you know. Uh-huh. It was like thrown at the deep end. Um, <laughs> you need to produce, you need to... Um, you need to learn the tools. It's Maya. You've used Maya before, but well, Disney Studio has like every studio that worked with non proprietary software. Still, they have a ton of like scripts and and, and proprietary tools. You have to learn all that. Um, so yeah, that was intense.
0: Gotcha. So did you latch on? Was there anybody there that you kind of latched on to and they kind of helped you navigate or how did yeah. that work for you?
1: Yeah, people were people are amazing in there. Like, and, and it was a sense of like, yeah, I got to sign a buddy that was like, how do I publish a shot? Um, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of stuff. Um, um, leadership was amazing in the movie. Um, it was surprisingly less corporate than I thought it would be. Less what? I was preparing corporate. I was okay. prepared for a more like corporate thing. And in a way, the atmosphere of the studio was electric for some reason. I don't know. Um, I think we knew we were making a a good movie. And um, there was a lot of like social activities, hanging out together, late hours. But um, it was easy to be vulnerable around people that were becoming your friends. I'm like, oh, shit, how do I do this? I'm you know, um, yeah, yeah. things like that. And um, yeah. And then what we were doing over time, everybody was staying there late. So it was like, it's not that you run into a problem when you're like alone in the office. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the 2 a.m. when you're by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the, you mentioned as an artist the the psychological part. Was there anything in the practical animation part that you kind of had to pick up? yeah uh, you know was the style that, that difficult for you initially or, did you, or did you pick it up pretty quickly
1: yeah yeah the appeal
0: okay
1: the, the sense of appeal at disney is is king and um the, the something that i emphasize when i teach is that If we are doing a workshop, and it's like six weeks or two months, whatever, you're not going to become an accomplished artist by the end of that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not going to become an accomplished artist by the end of a Disney movie, just from the beginning to the end. It's an ongoing process. The right. thing that you can get fast if you set your mind to it is to be a better critic of yourself. Mm. So something that I learned very quickly is that some things that I thought were really good when I was doing them back, like in some smaller studio where the standards were not as high, not to say anything bad about the smaller studio, but they have smaller budgets, they have less time. Things have to be okay when maybe in a place like Disney, they're like beginning to get there.
0: Gotcha. Uh uh
1: So learning that was... Very important, and that gotcha. was like learning the note process. What I was telling you about, like, like learning how to hit the note, learning the spirit of the note, what is needed, beginning to see your shot more critical, not being satisfied with something that you might have think it was okay before. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, that was that was very important.
0: Gotcha. Well, you mentioned teaching, and uh, one of the things I love about not only getting a podcast in with you, but I know you're going to be one of our instructors here coming up in our our new term. Um, so it's just it's always neat to get such high professionals here teaching our our students. What do you look what do you look forward to in regards to teaching your students here? Um, What's well, an area I- that you like to emphasize in?
1: that is the first thing the the most important thing, the thing that I told you, like the learn appeal. to be critical, you know? Okay. Because the appeal, but mostly like, cause it, it applies to appeal, it applies to mechanics, it applies to polishing. Anything is that you need to, you need to e- le- evolve in the way that you look at your shot. Gotcha. You know, if you buy, if, if by the end of the, of the, of the course, you're not happy with the shot that you've done. Let me tell you, you're never going to be happy with the shot that you've done.
0: Okay. No yeah. matter what,
1: you can be clinking. <laughs> you're never going to be happy.
0: Always something you could do better, right?
1: Exactly. What you, if you walk away from it, having change as a critic of your work, mm. that's the fuel that you need to keep improving. Gotcha. Because, because you you're not going to be satisfied. And then if you, and then you do something a bit better, but then if you think that what you thought was good in your last shot, you think now that it's not good enough, you're on the right track. Mm. So that's the most important thing.
0: How to be a critical animator. in to, pick-
1: yeah, yeah, in a way that is constructive, in, all, in yeah. a way that demoralizes you, but in a way that every shot is a learning experience. Nice. Very that's, nice. That's, that's the most important thing. And then um, first principles. First principles always, always, always. Like timing, spacing, appeal, all those things. Because for some reason, we're trying to forget about those things. Mm. It's the most basic sometimes are the ones that are like the the ones that you overlook the most.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: being um, consistent with your first principles like, I don't know, timing, spacing, line of action, yeah. silhouette. Um all those things. I just it's think it's like neat that. to be
0: able to get someone like you who's been.
1: Everything else. Is. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so everything else is like you build on top of
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to be able to get someone like you who's has this experience at a high level, who that polish, that level of fidelity is been in your DNA now to come and train that for our students. That's very, very cool. Thank you. Um, Now, at Disney, you've got to work on Frozen, Encanto, Big Hero 6, uh, Moana, Zootopia, Wreck-It Ralph, or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, What's been one of your favorites of your time there?
1: Zootopia and Moana.
0: Okay. How come? And Encanto.
1: Zootopia was an amazing movie to work in um, um, because... Tsutopi is a political film. And when you work in animation and you get to tackle themes that are important to society, it feels rewarding. Gotcha. Um, working on Talking Animals was a dream of mine. And and that movie has like amazing characters. Uh-huh.
0: It.
1: Um, it was a great movie. It was also a movie where they were remodeling the building, the hat
0: building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So we were all sent to this warehouse (laughs) in, like, uh, for the people that don't know LA, it's like, like the suburbs, like industrial areas surrounded by warehouses Uh trucks and an airport nearby and like wall fences. Like it was like walking around prison, you know, like (laughs) the (laughs) earlier, it was used to joke. Like I'm at at Disney? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. But then it was an open plan. It was so much fun. Uh, It was so rowdy. It was like a lot of hours, but also a lot of camaraderie. That's awesome. Um, You could hear a bunch of people laughing about something in the other side of the studio. And then the (laughs) laugh would like propagate. (laughs) Um, So that experience, between Zootopia and Moana in there, and it was amazing. And Moana, because I got to work with, John Muskell, Ron Clements, directors of The Little Mermaid. Gotcha. I, remember I told you, I saw The Little Mermaid, and uh-huh. I, 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 this is what I want to do. Gotcha. And I was able to tell them in person. That's the last, amazing. The last day production, and, and it was, it's such a fun movie. It was such a privilege to work with them and see them work and think and, and the sense of the, who they are as human beings. is like, so those two are like, special in my heart and then Encanto is such a good movie Um, supervising at Disney was another dream of mine working with the crew that we got there those characters the characters that I supervise I love them Um, it was it was so rewarding to like Encanto came out in theaters and I was so excited that it was going to come out in theaters because I I'm a romantic, maybe, I know. Streaming has opened so many possibilities. I love that. But opening in theaters, there's some old magic to that. Yeah, yeah I like that. It didn't do very well, and it was disappointing because it was a movie that I believe so much in the movie, you uh. know? And so I'm so proud of that movie. And, um, and then it opened on Disney+, Plus and it went crazy, crazy yeah. viral and also I was one of the supervising animators on Bruno the ah. song and working on that song I love that song so much And uh, you know sometimes uh, when you work at Disney musicals there's always kind of the radio friendly song that everybody yeah, yeah. knows
0: uh-huh.
1: and there's the storytelling song you know the one that is more like could be in a musical that tells you about a character that has like quirky melodies and those usually are the ones that are the favorite of the crew. Uh-huh. And for once, the favorite of the crew and the one that went viral was the same song. <laughs> you know, so being a, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. We, we did some pretty new stuff on that show, like in terms of layout and and wanted to bring choreographies. Because traditionally in Disney movies, the characters are singing, but they're singing and doing, like, things in their life. And uh-huh. this one, was, like, the directors were like, we're gonna. We want to go full Broadway. Choreographies. We're gonna have people singing and dancing, and nobody's questioning anything. You know. Uh huh. But at the same time, it was a massive ensemble number with tons of people, and the song was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we put so much work into it, and it's like okay, and then people are gonna love like the most like radio-friendly one, but no, like not only the movie was the number one stream movie in 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 the world. Uh huh. But also, Bruno was like, everybody <laughs> knew
0: that. So you got to you work on two with like that Frozen and uh, Encanto, yeah, with the yeah, that totally. those songs that are just yeah get teeth oh, people into people. were
1: singing "Let It Go" in the studio. By the time the world were like crazy about "Let It Go," we were already like, "Oh my god, it's everywhere!" Because we had been living with that song for a
0: year. You uh-huh.
1: know, people were singing that song. Around the studio we were animated because it's so catchy. <laughs> and you'll be on the on your car home and it's like let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole world got out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you got to work Favorite on two program. that primarily those songs went viral yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, well, before we wrap things up, I kinda always like to get a little bit other personal stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that you enjoy doing outside of animation?
1: Um I was gonna say no, but that's <laughs> I should get more hobbies though. I should get more hobbies. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um because I love now I draw for pleasure. Okay. Before. I mean drawing is still a very like, important part of my workflow, but I'm not drawing like twelve hours a day. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. Used to do. So I like drawing. I um I love uh, reading.
0: Oh, okay, very cool.
1: It's Th- something that I yeah. you picked that up. No, I've always loved reading. It's something that I don't interesting.
0: Know. That's awesome. It's,
1: um, it's almost like a form of meditation. now. It's like
0: problem solving like, and figuring something out.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not using screens. You know, like a book. You know, uh-huh. like, I don't want screens in my life when I'm reading. Um, I love music. I'm trying to learn to play the guitar um, love going to concerts um yeah that, that's kind of the...
0: did you say rigging or reading
1: oh reading reading, reading books, i'm sorry rigging. i thought you said not rigging okay no. No, no, no no reading reading books reading books no, perdón, perdón. no that, that wouldn't be a hobby outside of okay i, I just thought you
0: yeah, that tinkering and problem solving there yeah. okay okay so reading okay no, i love re- reading, yes, reading, yes. Books, reading books. yes 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 fantasy history things like that or anything
1: literary fiction okay History, science uh those are my main like like my main go-to gotcha yeah i love a fantasy book but um it's hard to come by at least for me like i think i started with lord of the rings and everything else to me seems like not that cool. Gotcha. Well,
0: Let's I've, got, I've got a series that I'm working on right now and uh, very, very Lord of the Rings esque to a certain degree. Um, it's called The Wing Feather Saga. Um, okay. It's very, very good. They said they've kind of likened it like Lord of the Rings meets the Princess Bride. Oh, nice. Yeah. I that, love uh, the Princess so, Bride. Yes. So it's got a lot of cool action, um, but a lot of good humor too. So okay. uh, for anybody wanting to listen to that, check that out The Wing Feather Saga. So, yeah, I'm getting to work on the uh, episodic on that right now.
1: So, Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, if you like fantasy and called...
0: reading, definitely check that one out.
1: Uh, I read also this fantasy book called uh, The Name of the Wind. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing book. Okay. The Name of the Wind.
0: Very cool. All some, right. Some
1: co-worker recommended it, yeah. Awesome. But, um, yeah, I I don't read that much genre because um, it's, it's hard for me to read when you, maybe because I work in, in movies, uh you tend to see like the kind of the tricks of the trade. Yeah, Storytelling. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with a lot of fiction, it happens that I, I get a bit bored because of that. Uh-huh. But when you find something that is good fiction, uh-huh. but with fresh, like, it's like making a good, easy movie, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, this, you want it to be always the same, but you always want it to be different.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You're like, okay, they tricked me, they got me.
1: So, yeah. When you achieve that, it's amazing.
0: So, yeah, I'll check that one out. All right. All right. Well, Valentina, I really appreciate your time on this podcast. And I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to you joining the crew and teaching at our, our program here. So I know you're going to be a great asset. So thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Thank All you, right. Everybody. And with that, we're I out.